All right, here we go. Hey friends, welcome to another edition of Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. I am your tribal hostess, your movement motivator, your fun seeker, magic maker, <laughs> transformational <laughs> lifestyle coach, Paulette Reese-Denis here, and welcome to another edition. I'm so happy to have you join me again as we are moving into my second year of this almost, coming up really soon. That's pretty amazing. I've had so many fabulous women, one guy <laughs> on the show, and we're looking at more and more to come. So that's really exciting. I have a guest here from the East Coast. I'm really excited to introduce her to you, Elena Sonino. Hey, Elena. Hello, Paulette. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's so exciting. So exciting. So, um, so Ellen is in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And um, why don't you just tell them a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I consider myself a guide, right? I'm a life coach. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a speaker. But at the very core of me, I'm a guide. Mm -hmm. I help women in particular get out of their own way and live fully in the now. And my favorite thing to do is just helping women kind of overcome those self-imposed obstacles and say yes to themselves because we put so many things off. And I have done this, right, all throughout my life. Um, there are things, there are moments in my life, the really big pivotal moments where I said yes and I made a decision that didn't make any sense. And I miraculously, magically, you know, removed all the obstacles. In fact, in the face of a lot of obstacles of time or cancer, because I had cancer in my early 20s, you know, things that I weren't supposed to be able to do, I just decided I was going to do them. And those are the big moments, yes, right? Absolutely. That where I've really said yes and taken the big, huge leaps in my life. And it's all the other moments, right? Of, oh, this isn't the right time or... When I was leaving classroom teaching, I was a teacher for 12 years or a host of different things that that's where I always got stuck. So my favorite thing to do is to help women kind of get out of their own way. And I've had some opportunities to learn a little bit about that throughout my life, whether it was cancer in my early 20s, I had Hodgkin's disease, to getting divorced from my first husband to leaving a career of teaching in the school system for 12 years. But it was always, and then, you know, my favorite story is when I decided to try to learn to surf and then learn to epic belly flop instead. <laughs> All those, right? I mean, that's, that. that's I'm the belly flopper. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> But it's in all of those times, I had to get out of my own way or else I was going to get super stuck. And, and all of that is to um, living bigger. Yeah. Living yeah. Whole, really experiencing what life has to offer you. Yeah. Because it's, so it's, it's such an interesting thing. I realized recently that I am a queen at inciting my way out of things. I can <laughs> to all the insights, right? But then I, I move directly into that and then I stop experiencing what's right in front of me. And so it's always that practice. As, as much as I do this, right, every single day and help others, it's always a practice for ourselves to like bring ourselves back to the present moment and experience whatever is showing up uh, really fully. Well, and, and I wrote about that today, actually, in an article is, is it's great to have all these dreams and visions, and that's what we want to go for, right? Mm -hmm. To continue to expand, to grow and experience all these things, right? Mm -hmm. But 
but to celebrate where we are right now. Always. Right? Always. Even if you feel like you're taking a step backwards, it's celebrate it. You are here. Yeah. So I love that you brought that up yesterday. I've been kind of playing with this idea of fear. I say that this is because if we all do that, but I realized that I was fear, a little bit of fear was getting in my way and I kind of traced some of it back and I remembered my daughter's almost 14. So I, I, I have a teenager. It's good stuff on any given day. 14, 28, right? Yeah. But when I first found out I was pregnant, you know, from my chemotherapy, I wasn't supposed to be able to get pregnant. And if I, I had heard basically all the stories of even if I did, the egg would never be viable. And so I was starting down this path of in vitro fertilization and a donor egg. Uh, and I ended up getting five weeks pregnant on my own. And when I'll never forget that morning when the doctor called me because I had just been in for some tests right before they started giving me all the medicines. And they were like, well, you're five weeks pregnant. <laughs> and I cried. I was, I was so sad. I, I couldn't celebrate it at all because I was just so afraid of what was going to happen and getting close to this little grain of rice that essentially was growing inside me. And the doctor said to me, look, you can mourn this now or you can celebrate this life every single day until you can't. And that is that thing that I, you know, come back to all the time because we're, I'm really good at thinking about the past and future thinking, but it's that reminder of, you know, you have two choices. You can think about all of the, what might go wrong in the future, or you can be in the right now. So yeah, that's a big part of what I believe in for sure in life that we have to do that. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that until you can't. Yeah. Until you can't. Right. Because yeah. right. I mean, life, there is impermanence. I mean, change happens all the time. Nothing is constant. Everything is dynamic. And so it's just that reminder that, you know, be right here right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And sometimes that's easier than others, right? I mean, it's not to say it's always easy, but I think that when we can drop that resistance, right. when we can find what's going right, even in those moments that seem really stormy. Well, and, and all, it comes down to choice. Yeah. You have the choice. You have the choice. It's your choice. Nobody else's. Yeah. You can either, you know, be a victim or a martyr. You can live in the past. You can hang on to those old stories. You, if you want to identify with that, that's your choice. Or yeah. you can be present and move forward and expand. Yeah. And it's not to say that we ignore those things, right? I think we, we have to really see them and allow ourselves to feel them. Yes. You know, the other thing that I learned through that whole time in my life is, you know, I was spent about 18 months going through different treatments and remission and then treatments again. I wrote in my journal twice in 18 months. Wow. Yeah. I was during that time, super silver lining girl. It was all about just surviving. Like there was one end result and only one end result that was acceptable to me. And while that isn't a bad coping mechanism, it totally removed me from experiencing anything of what I was going through. Mm -hmm. There are stories that my family will tell or people that were with me that I don't remember at all because I was pretty much disassociated from what was really happening to me. So I never let myself feel the fear or the anger, or any of those things. And there's that really fine line, I think, between letting yourself feel and then the choice, right, of not getting sunk down into the quicksand. Well, yeah, there is a fine line because I, I totally hear you. And yet you do want to, especially in a situation like that, you do want to project yeah. into a positive outcome. 
Yeah. It's, and, and you got to really, believe it so strongly. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a really interesting kind of point of discernment, right? Of can you let yourself experience where you are right now? I remember Brene Brown once talked about healthy striving. So instead of always trying to change or fix, right? Like mm-hmm. kind of that healthy, healthy striving comes with a little bit of self-acceptance and self-compassion and, and kind of that, of course you're feeling this way, but then what? Right, is, is one of the things that helps me kind of discern where that fine line is on any given day. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to just gloss over the big stuff or not feel it. Right. But there is that, that really interesting place of, all right, so where does the choice come in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to yeah. not remain stuck. Yeah. And not let it become something that's really more based out of a story or in your mind than in the actual moment. So that you don't, it doesn't become your identity. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. that's what I see so many times, especially with my clients, is that clinging to an old story because it's become so much a part of who they, who they identify with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's such an interesting thing, and I think there are so many layers of it. You know, of identifying with that story as as a part of you, but not having it to be the whole. You know, realizing that you can be that and something else, and that's what I struggled with. I think for or I struggled with. I I moved through really. You know, being a cancer survivor, not be you know not wanting to be defined by that, and realizing that. By my resisting being defined by that, I was basically defining myself as that. <laughs> because it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. It's not, it's still a part of me, but it's just choosing to say, okay, that and, right? What else am I? I'm also all these other things. And I've had all these other experiences that, you know, have impacted my life. So, yeah. Because you're a, you're a, Belly flopper. <laughs> I'm a belly flopper. I am absolutely, you'll laugh. Surfing's on my bucket list. <laughs> it had never been on mine. And all of a sudden I decided I wanted to learn to surf a few years ago. And so I found a, a women's surf retreat company and decided to go to Panama for a week in January. It was amazing. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, talk about all the stories, right? I had convinced myself I was going to be bad at surfing because my balance and all these things. And I had started practicing yoga at the time. I hadn't been, hadn't been a significant part of my life prior to that. And I got out on the water and I was bad. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I could ride the waves. I could catch the wave, but I couldn't do what everybody else was doing as far as getting vertical and having the really lovely, you know, strong pose. And so after the first day, there were all these tears and feeling bad and, you know, self kind of feeling, fulfilling prophecy. And our surf instructor said to me, look, you know, first of all, the point of this is to catch the waves and to ride the waves. I don't actually care how you do it. If you're on your belly and that feels good and fun, let yourself feel that energy. And secondly, could you practice determination without expectation? And I went, oh, oh, oh that's good. He's like, okay, surf bum philosopher guy. Yes. <laughs> so the next day I go out and it was maybe the third, but, but I started feeling the waves. I started being, you know what? I'm actually a really good paddler, which I wouldn't have noticed if I was just feeling bad about what I had done, right? Or not, not being vertical. And I started, I think I was like getting to my knees a little bit, that type of thing. And I think the third day I sprung up. And at that point, I had no idea what to do. And so I literally just bet, 
epic belly flopped off, but it was the most joyful thing. And I could feel the smile. And the most hysterical thing was we, there was a photographer and he actually caught the moment. And I mean, to say that I was smiling from ear to ear would be almost an understatement because you could see it from the inside. And I will never forget that moment. And that it all, it all became about that. So in subsequent years when I've gone back, I'm like, well, I need the epic belly flop. (laughs) So, yeah. I love it. I love the philosopher. Yeah, surf instructor. Oh, yeah, he was very wise. Very wise. <laughs> cool. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad you did that. Me too. So I'm going to have to go. Yes. Yes. This next year, I'm going to Hawaii, so I'll, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, let me ask you this. Yes. Well, there's a few things I want to talk about. I want to talk about some of the hustle. Mm-hmm. I think you've talked a little bit about. Mm-hmm. And, but I also want to talk about like, what do you do? You know, so much a part of what I work with is how we truly take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, from an, from everyday morning rituals to what's the, the ultimate self care for yourself. So what do you do for yourself? Great question. So I, it has morphed, I think over time, I think the standards that are pretty much always my go-to, uh, I wake up pretty early and I journal to start. I do variations on kind of the morning pages from Julia Cameron. Right, right? absolutely. So, you know, I just, I kind of write three pages and, and sometimes I'll do those, that journaling, or sometimes I'll do some more lunar related journaling, depending on phases. It just kind of depends. I kind of always try to tune in of what would feel really joyful and delicious this morning. That's one of the questions that I start my morning with because I have these practices, many of which are very grounding and very nourishing and nurturing for me, but kind of deciding on a day by day basis, what, what's going to feel most delicious. So I do that. I usually read for a few minutes. So my weeks are, you know, I have a teenager, so sometimes I'm helping her get ready or getting out the door and those types of things. So those weeks, the practice looks a little bit different, but depending, I'll, you know, I'll read for a few minutes. Um, I've been reading women who run with wolves or even mindset books, like even think and grow rich, right. By Napoleon Hill, just something to get me to consider other perspectives and other possibilities. And then I will do some breath work. So I'll sit down. Sometimes that's coupled with a short yoga practice. Um, Sometimes it's, you know, with some other types of exercise, but really just sitting down, some breath work, some stillness, um, chanting. I've realized that the vibration of chanting uh, and singing out loud, and I'm not a very skilled singer. <laughs> there's a lot of cringing by others when I sing out loud. But there's something about that that I think in the last six months or so, I've realized is just, it feels so good. And it's part of me kind of stepping into that ultimate version of myself mm-hmm. that maybe I haven't allowed myself to express, right? So just feeling the vibration of chanting of some mantras uh, inside. Do you, um, you ever listen to or chant with Krishna Das? I have, I have, um, I have a few, so I love, have you ever heard Garish? No. So he is a singer, a kirtan leader, uh, who I started hearing, I don't know, I guess on Spotify or something. And then I had the opportunity to hear him live in Reston, Virginia last summer. And I love his voice. And I, 
that's he's one of the first people I started singing out loud to or chanting out loud to. Um, so, and he's actually going to be local here this weekend again. So oh, very nice. Yes. <laughs> so that's a big part of my practice. And then I, I do some mindset work, you know, either in the morning or at some point when I sit down to my desk of just, I set intentions every day. So really trying to be clear on what am I doing and why am I doing it? Mm -hmm. And one of the questions I've been asking myself is, you know, what, what are the ripple effects I want to create today, both within myself and in the world? And so that helps me make sure that I'm staying really purposeful because as I then get into the hustle of the day to day, right? Because there is that. And as much as I try to let things be flowing and full of ease, which doesn't mean easy per se, but that idea and working on the alignment first rather than all the effort because I find that if I'm aligned to what's important to me, the rest comes more easily or, or flows better. But there's always a little bit of practice of just kind of some mindset tweaks and just noticing, right, where, where am I in my mindset? What, what can I maybe give a little bit more energy to? Um, so those are some of my go-tos. Nice. And it's anything from, you know, depending on the day, I try to make sure that whether it's five minutes or it's an hour, I can feel really good about it. Because for a while I could catch myself in, oh, well, it wasn't enough time today, right? Or, so, so really trying to say, okay, maybe I only have five minutes this morning, but I'm going to really be here in those five minutes and that's going to be exactly what I need. Nice. Yeah. And then I often, I love my favorite thing to do is to do some breath work before bedtime and just some really simple kind of pre-bedtime yoga, some spinal twists or just legs up the wall, um, something to just kind of ground in. And I like to go to bed early, well, early by 10 if I can. That hasn't been happening the last week. <laughs> so it is my intention to get back to that this week. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm a early to bed and early up. I love the morning. I love the early morning, early, early. Yes. Well, my favorite thing is to see sunrise. So, so good. So good. Yeah. Awesome. And how many yoga classes are you teaching right now? So I teach three yoga classes uh, at two different studios. I teach two yin classes, which is my favorite practice, both to take as a practitioner and to guide. And then one kind of slow vinyasa class. Uh, and, and I really, I enjoy those. And my, you know, my favorite thing about teaching yoga is just helping people, especially that don't consider themselves yogis, you know, whatever that means, because there's so much on social media about, you know, you have to look like this or when, when really you don't, but that idea that just helping them really come into the practice and letting the practice nourish them, um, and, and help them connect to that deeper part of themselves. And so yeah. what, what has been some of the hustle or some of the struggle that you, that you deal with now or that got you where you are today? Besides the, besides the, the earlier cancer, yeah. that stuff, like yeah. today, like what's going on? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, as a solo entrepreneur, right, there's always this need or this feeling of needing to do more and possibly comparing yourself to others. And so really being able to, to stop that and decide, you know, how, how do I want to expand? How do I want to grow? And so there's, it's, it's an interesting thing because I try to think hustle, I think for some people has a bad connotation, right? They're like, Oh, well, you're, you know, and for me, I think I've always wanted to feel like I wasn't hustling. But on the other hand, there's this opportunity, I think, to see hustle as this 
this energy inside of saying, of tuning in and, and letting it be big, letting it be fast. Um, you know, one of the ways I get in my own way is slowing myself down artificially. Mm. And so, you know, this next month, for instance, we're moving. <laughs> I'm launching my podcast next week. Yes. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about that, too. So there are all these things happening. And, you know, two years ago, I would have looked at this month and thought, oh, my gosh, so overwhelming, so many things to do, so many appointments, so, you know, speaking, whatever it is. And now I'm realizing, actually, you know what? Somebody who lives at this energy, this is exactly what their life looks like. And they tune in and they enjoy it. And they also discern what doesn't fit and they say no to those things. So the hustle for me right now is really tuning in to all of the opportunities to expand and to say yes, right, to be fully present, but then also to say, yeah, you know what, this one doesn't fit. I had a, a request for an interview for some friends that when I was blogging back, um, when I was a blogger and I love what they're doing with their site and all these things, but I realized that I can't prioritize that right now. Mm. So yesterday I just reached out and said, look, I can get this to you at the end of the month, but it just can't happen right now. And it felt, felt really compassionate <laughs> to myself and just very real because I, I always try to be real and honest because I, there is no other option for me. Right. So there was, that just felt really good to say, you know what? I can't do this right now. And admitting to myself, that there are going to be things that I am going to spend time on. There are going to be things that I, I decide not to spend time on. So does that answer your question? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I zagged a little bit, but yeah, I mean the hustle right now is this isn't a fabulous month of so much happening, but there's a lot of appointments on my schedule, which, you know, are really great, but I could, there's a part of me that looks at that and is like, oh, where are the pockets of time for self-care, right? Where are the pockets of time where I'm going to get to go outside and take a walk? And now that, that's the reminder for me of, again, the pocket of time, I get to decide what that means. And even if it's only going to be five minutes, I had better enjoy it and let that five minutes be what, I, what it needs to be for me or else, no, I'm not going to be able to receive it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a really good point too, is like, okay, I only have five minutes. Let it feed me. Yeah. Let it be what I need it to be and want it to be. And yeah, you know, it, I love those. I love those little pockets of time during the day when I can take five minutes, mm -hmm. step back, you know, you close my eyes or go outside. I love, I take my dog out. We go for a walk, mm -hmm. whatever, come back. And it's like, well, okay. Now I'm ready for the next step or the next part or whatever. And that's so important. People forget they get glued into something and they're like sweating and you know, oh my God, I got to get this done. And it's like, come on, just take a breath yeah. and you're going to be more efficient and you're probably going to get done quicker and, and unless you just keep struggling. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge part of the hustle, right? Tuning into what, where there's that struggle and where there's the like force of, of having it to look a certain way. That's the other piece. These, the affirmations and intentions that become expectations. It's like there's this slow creep <laughs> of things that really start heart centered and with, you know, that uh, in integrity with my alignment and my heart and inner strength and wisdom. And then over time, right? So it's an interesting thing, affirmations to me. And whenever I'm thinking about manifesting or trying to, to get really aligned, I have to hold them lightly. 
I have to be really playful with them because if I get too set in, you know, there are all the books, you know, do your affirmations every day, you know, Jack Canfield or or whoever, you know, and you you hear this, um, you know, visualize. I love to visualize, but I have to do it really playfully and lightly because if it starts to get too grippy, then what I've realized is I I don't allow for it to actually show up in whatever way it wants to show up. And then I have a hard time celebrating it. It's not enough when it does show up because I've made it into something. So for me, the things that I can celebrate are actually most easily are the things that are unexpected surprises and delights. So that's... You're allowing that flow. You're opening yourself up to receive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So well, tell me real quickly, we're, we're about at our time here, but tell me about your podcast that's coming. I'm so excited. And it's so just in line with the hustle, the thing that I, the thing I'm most proud of doing that got me to the point of launching this podcast next week is hiring a team. <laughs> I hired an editor to help me find music and to, because I realized, right, I can learn to do all these things and I can probably do them, but the hours that it will take me would be much better spent doing something that's going to feel really nurturing and delicious to me and let somebody else do what they're good at. So I'm a huge advocate for giving yourself a team. So the podcast is called Sunrise in Your Pocket. I love. And it is short, right? There are 15 to 20 minute episodes all designed to be like your go-to source for helping you get out of your own way and step into the now, right? To tap into your inner strength and inner wisdom because if there's anything I believe most in this world, it's that our, we always have inner strength and wisdom as our guide, but we have to be able to tune into it. And it's that idea of, can you believe it even if you can't see it? Mm-hmm. And so that's the whole sunrise element, right? Because on a lot of days you can see the beautiful sunrise. It's bold and big and the colors and some days it's subtle and some days, the sun is rising, but we don't see the show of colors because it's stormy or foggy, but we don't have to see it to believe it. It's always there. And so this idea of being able to just reconnect with yourself in just a few minutes to just say, hey, like, oh, am I doing that? Could this remind me of something? And reconnecting with what's inside because that's where the clarity is. That's where the messages are. And so it's really my attempt to give people those little nudges to help them reconnect with themselves. Sweet. Beautiful. You have such a beautiful soul. So, oh, so, so much to offer and give. And thank you. It's really lovely. It's really lovely. You're doing great work in the world. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm, this podcast has been in the making for about a year. It's been in my head and it finally, it became that moment, just that decision moment of, you know what, now is the time, even though I'm about to move and, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be living in a construction zone for two years because our house will be the first one on the street. And so there will be, so it's just so funny that I'm choosing now, but it's again, not letting that time, those conditions be obstacles and saying, this is what feels really important. And this is how I'm going to show up. You could wait or you can do it. Absolutely. You're being called, girl. You're being called. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you so much for giving me some of your time, giving all my beautiful people out here some of your time. So um, I will, as always, post her links and make sure to check out her podcast on iTunes. And it's called Sunrise in Your Pocket. In Your Pocket. 
And Elena, thank you so much. Thank so, you, Paula. It was an honor, and I just so appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Heartwarming conversation, right? I yes. Love I love it so much. And thank you everybody for visiting us again here on Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers and Shakers. I am Paulette Reese-Denis, and we will see you next time. <laughs>